What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I'm, of course, your host, Trey Gamble. And welcome back. I feel like it's been forever for some reason, but it really hasn't. It's only been a few days. We are back with episode 17 tonight. We are recapping the game that happened last night versus the Timberwolves. And before we get into anything, um, I just wanted to say I apologize that I was not able to get a recap for the Sixers game. I was unable to watch that entire first half. Well, I kind of caught some glimpses, um, but I was mostly listening to it on the radio. Shout out to Noah Eagle. He does a great job. And you can only pick up so much and only analyze so much from just hearing the game. I, I have to literally watch the game and see what's going on to get a full you know scoop of what went down. But I was able to catch the second half, and I was like, you know what? It was a good game. I wanted to do a recap, but I don't want to half-ass it and kind of just, you know, I just didn't have a full scoop of what happened in that first half. But that second half was crazy. Paul George, again, what a great performance from him. And, yeah, so I'm not going to really talk about that game. Kawhi didn't play, of course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a great game. The seven-game win streak came to an end. But, I mean, the Sixers are an elite team. There's no denying that. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the Sixers do uh, with Doc at the helm, um, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, I fully expect them to see it. Uh, I fully expect to see them in the conference finals against the Nets. Um, that, those are my two picks um, to be in the conference finals. I mean, you could make an argument for uh, Milwaukee, but I mean, I just don't. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what Giannis is going to look like in the playoffs. But we're not going to get into that. I don't give a fuck about Milwaukee. Um, so let's get into the buzz around the league. Um, fans are back at Staples. The best fans in the world are back in the building tonight. I know a ton of people that went to the game tonight, so hope you guys had a ton of fun. I'm sure it was an emotional night for a lot of fans. Um, they still played the fake crowd noises. I was like, man, just let, I want the fans to be heard, man. I'm trying to hear, I'm trying to hear them. You know, obviously, you know, it's very limited, but, uh, it was really tough to hear them, uh, over the, uh, uh, fake crowd volume so you know just knowing the fact that they were in the building was really, really cool to me it was super emotional even for me i was literally sitting at home like i have been uh but it was still emotional for me i was really happy to hear and see some of the fans back at staples so hope you guys all had a blast man um and i can't wait to go back there i still haven't gotten vaccinated yet so that's why i haven't really been able to go and i'm not going to be fully vaxxed before the season ends so hopefully next season i'll be back there or maybe uh by the playoffs uh, i'll be able to get back there and uh, meet some of you guys because that's really what I'm looking forward to is just meeting a ton of you guys. Um, obviously, you know, this past year and a half has been tough. I mean, but I've met so many awesome people on Twitter that are diehard Clipper fans that root for the team as hard as I do. And speaking of Twitter, we recently hit 400 Twitter followers. So that was really, really cool. Thank you guys so much for that. Uh, it's really, really a blessing to, you know, have so that many people, uh, you know, interact with me or appreciate, you know, what I try to bring and provide on Twitter, um, whether it's live tweeting, just analysis. I like to like put out not polls, but I like to do like questions or like uh, what are you, like what do you guys like about this, about that, you know that type of stuff. And I get a decent amount of replies from you guys. And uh, I actually, uh, speaking of replies, um, I actually put out a tweet um, a little while ago. Let me pull that up. It was actually literally uh, 20 minutes ago. And uh, so the reason why I'm recording this pod so late is because I just got off work. Um, I was helping out with an event. I was actually packing like a ton of beer. So that was pretty funny. Like I'm only 18. So I obviously I can't, I, I got no business in doing that, but you know, I was just helping, you know, set up for an event. Um, 
So that's pretty cool. So I, I tweeted at 4.29, it's currently 4.47. I tweeted, just got off work and about to do the pod. What's y'all's thoughts on the team right now? And we got two replies. So, I mean, I wasn't expecting a lot, um, but I got two replies from two awesome Clipper fans. Shout out to Kawhi's Leonard and Dime Dropper, my guy. My guy Dime was at the game last night. Um, obviously super, super happy for him uh, to be able to go back. Um, so like I said, I just kind of said, hey, what's y'all's thoughts on the team right now? And we'll start off with Dime at Dime Dropper Pod. Really good listen. You guys should definitely follow that if you aren't already. I'm assuming a lot of people that do listen to this already listen to Dime. So you guys know who the, my boy Darian is. Uh, he said, couldn't be playing better. Uh, just got to stay on the court. And hopefully when Serge come back, and in parentheses, he said, Jesus, it's been a long time. I think Serge has missed the last 16 games. So that's fucking crazy. Um just got to stay on the court, and hopefully when Serge comes back, we have him as Zoo's backup. And, yeah, I think a lot of Clipper fans can agree that Serge should be coming off the bench at this point in the season. And I would kind of, like, I don't really tweeted this because I don't really want to sound like a dick, but that Serge injury is somewhat a blessing in disguise, in my opinion, because if Serge hadn't have gotten hurt, we may have not ever seen the Zoo this season. I mean, Serge getting hurt has given Zoo an opportunity to play 28-plus minutes a night, and that's just been so beneficial for this team because they're now top 10 defense, and they've been top 10 defense for a long time uh, now, and they're like top five uh, on defensive rating since the All-Star break, So, and that's all with Zoo starting. So um, let me finish reading this tweet. Uh, he said, sadly, I don't know how much we should prioritize Bev anymore. Uh, not because of his value, but because chemistry or lack of, and because of his availability. And I, I agree. I mean, Pat Bev, I mean, th- this team, they have been, recently they've been, well, not recently as of now, but in recent years, they've been a 500 team without Bev in the lineup. But now this team, I feel like it has such a, you know, a next man up mentality that what Patrick Beverly brings to this team anymore isn't as valued as much, I guess you could say, because these guys are hooping without him. So, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, Dime. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what you would do in the offseason with Bev. Do you look to trade him since he'll be on expiring? He does have one more year left on his contract. I don't know if you look to trade him. Um, I don't know what the deal with Rondo is. I don't know if they're going to look to give him uh, up. But I would assume, you know, since Rondo's been so good and he's going to continue to be really good, uh, at least I think, um, I think they're going to keep Rondo around for, you know, that second, uh, that expiring year on his deal. Um, but I mean, Patrick Beverly, it's going to be interesting because I don't think he'll be, a, I'm just going to say this now, I don't think he'll be a Clipper starting next season. I think this will be the last we see of Patrick Beverly. As sad as that makes me, uh, but this team has just been so good without him. So, I mean, I don't think there's really much of a need for Pat Bev, uh, I guess you could say. But I mean, what he brings to this team is is something that, you know, it, it's so valuable. But I mean, with this team that we have this season, it's just, it, it's different because everyone's buying into their roles. Everyone's playing for each other. That next man uh, mentality has been really, really good this season. And it's developed guys like Terrence Mann. Um, you know, he obviously seen so much time, you know, with Pat that being out of the lineup. So I think, you know, Pat, these injuries have been really, really good. Not obviously they're not good, but uh, they've been good for helping guys develop. Obviously, Terrence Mann, Avita Zubas has been getting hella minutes. Uh, with Serge being out this this uh, long ass time, so I mean, there's definitely these injuries are definitely some blessings in disguise. Um, and you always know that there's gonna be one guy like you know like uh, Rondo, Patterson, Luke Kennard, or Terrence Mann, or one of those guys is gonna have a really good night. They're gonna have 
they're always ready. Uh, you know, obviously Pat Pat's got that just add water or stay ready nickname, whatever you want to call him. You just know that guys like Reggie Jackson and those other four that I just named, those guys, one of those guys, or even two of those guys are going to have really good nights. You can even throw Marcus Morris in there. You know what you're going to get from him every night. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I totally get, you know, not prioritizing Beverly as much. Um, I mean, obviously, I think um, you can't trust him at this point to stay healthy. It's just whenever you have him available, I guess it's just – it's a blessing, you know, whenever he's available. At this point, I think you could just call him injury prone. Uh, unfortunately, I think he's earned that label. Um, but um, I'm not sure what we'll do with Patrick Beverly this offseason, uh, if he's really needed anymore, um, because this team is uh, this team's hooping. Uh, it's that simple. And my guy Jay at Kawhi's Leonard said, clicking at the perfect time, bro, get Surge back when we hear. And that's facts. If we Once we get Surge back, bro, it's fucking it's scary hours. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I can't wait to see Serge back in the lineup. Hopefully, I'm praying to God he comes off the bench. I, I just, I, there's just no way you can look at Zubats and send him to the bench with how good he's playing uh, right now. So I definitely think um, Serge will be coming off the bench. And I, Ty, he's super malleable, so he, he ha- he's not gonna have a problem. He's not gonna have a problem with sending Serge to the bench, and he shouldn't because Zub has earned that starting spot and then some. So. Yeah, so shout out to my two guys, uh, Diamond J, for replying to that tweet on short notice. Um, my guys right there. Uh, so let's get into our next segment going into tonight. The Clippers have a chance to achieve Phil Jackson's elite team theory. If you guys don't know what that is, it's the 40 before 20, 40 wins before 20 losses. So coming into tonight, tonight, Clippers 39 and 19. So if they win this game, they achieve the 40 before 20. And that's just Phil Jackson's uh, title contention, uh, title contending teams. Uh, that's one of his main requirements. Uh, we got Kawhi Leonard back tonight, of course. Uh, really cool to see him um, back in the lineup the first game with fans. Uh, Nicholas Batum is resting. And it's kind of funny because Nicholas Batum is one of the guys that's been really uh, craving and uh, rambling about how you know he's how excited he is about fans coming back. And the first game fans are back. He gets a nice rest, very well deserved. He's been really, really good. Um, he's been, I think he's played in every game since the All-Star break, so definitely a well-deserved rest. Um, I would consider he's a lot older than, well, not a lot older, he's older than a lot of the guys on the team. So, uh, shout-out to Nick Batum, man. I uh, can't wait to see him back out there. And you know what you're going to get from him every night. I mean, obviously, you know, he had a, a bumpy uh, bounce back uh, after that concussion, but ever since then, he's been healed, and he's been really, really good. He's shooting the shit out of the ball all season. Um and he's just been that guy, man. That guy off the bench, that glue guy, the timely cuts, everything, man. Everything Manigalus Batum does, um, he's just really, really good. Super smart defender, really good on the perimeter. And, yeah, so really big shout-out to Nicholas Batum for doing what he's been doing. All right, it took us 11 minutes to get into the actual game. Um, and I'm just going to be honest, I didn't really watch that fourth quarter. I know Oturu, uh, Oturu was hooping. He, my boy has seven points, I think. Yeah, seven points, 2-2 two two in 12 minutes. So that whole fourth quarter... Uh, the guy's got some run. And I actually had a shit ton of homework, so that's why I didn't really watch the fourth quarter. I promise you I would have watched it if I didn't have homework, but I had to get it done. You feel me? Uh, I had to get that shit done. So, uh, at the beginning of the game, you guys know Marcus Morris, you know, he usually gets that look. Uh, he gets uh, that post up on the left block. Um, and, you know, if he gets that little mid-range shot, a little turnaround mid-range. And if he hits it, that's how you know my boy's going to be nuclear that night. And nuclear he was, man. 19 points on 7 of 12, 5 of 7 from deep. Um, once he gets, well, every, like the, the first play, it's just hit Mook on that left, on the, on the left side, let him go to work, whoever's guarding him. 
here's that turnaround mini. You know, you know it's gonna be a good night for your boy. Um, and welcome back, Kawhi Leonard, man. He hit his first three in the night. It was just a he kind of dribbled up, just kind of pulled up. You know, he does that a lot. And a lot of the times it's questionable because it's a guy in his face. But I mean, just try to get him back into a rhythm. Um, he was pretty good. He was really good tonight. He had 15, uh, 11, and eight. Almost had his second triple double of his career. He only shot 11. He only shot the ball 11 times. He was six of 11, two of six from deep. And he just wasn't like super assertive. He was kind of working his way back into shape. You can kind of tell. And that's just uh, a lot of the time you see that with Kawhi. Uh, the most of the second half of the season, he's been ramping it up. But I mean, missing the last four games, I totally understand. And you can kind of expect him to just kind of work his way back into shape. Um, but I mean, just kind of get a feel for what that foot's uh, feeling like. Uh, but yeah, he had that early three. Um, Paul George was cooking again, getting that mid-range to fall. Seven early points for him. And then Kawhi subbed out. Rondo came in. And at that point, I was like, hmm, so what does this mean for Luke? Um, I was kind of curious to see what the Luke Kennard shift would be looking like, uh, if he was even going to play, uh, to be quite honest with you. And uh, Zubats was really good off the start, uh, rebounding, giving Cat the business. He had that nice offensive rebound. He flushed it down for an and one. Um, Cat also had a pretty nice dunk on him, I can't lie. Uh, I really like Carl Anthony Towns. Um, and what he's gone through this past year, man, is just so crazy to me. I I would never wish something like that upon my worst enemy. What this man has gone through off the court has been it's been it's been crazy, man. I, I shout out to Cat, man. Really, really tough guy. Um, so I hope everything's good with him and the family. I know he missed some time uh, because there's recently his one year anniversary of his mom's passing. So I can't even imagine what that was like. Um. So yeah, shout out to Catman. Uh, what did he put up tonight? Carl Anthony Towns, he only had 16 on 5 of 15. Uh, 5 of 5 from the line. Zubats did really good on him tonight. And he was a team worst minus 29. So uh, take that for what you will. Um, so uh, like I was saying about Luke, I, didn't, I wasn't quite sure what kind of shift he would be getting. And he got the end of the first shift uh, just to kind of see, you know, what uh, we could get from him. And he he played pretty good. Um, he did a couple things. Uh, what did he do tonight? Uh, Thirteen points for Luke. Five and nine shooting in twenty one minutes. And he had that whole fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure to kind of uh, do his thing. And like I said, I didn't really watch the fourth. Um, I listened to it, but I mean, like I said earlier, you can only get so much from listening to it. Um, but Luke Kennard, uh, thirteen points uh, tonight. Um, he had that little shift at the end of the first and into the second to see, oh, we're going to throw you in there. Uh, if you're cooking, we're going to play you. And if you're not cooking, we're not going to really play you. But he had five points in five minutes uh, early in his first shift. So really good shift from Luke uh, tonight. Um, and Nas Reed is beginning to add his name on the list of Clipper killers. Uh, he had a really good night. I'm pretty sure 13 points off the bench in 21 minutes, 5 of 10 from the field. Um, seven rebounds. He's he's had some really good games against the Clippers, and I, I like watching him at LSU. I really did. He was really really good, um, for them. Um, was he undrafted? I'm pretty sure he was undrafted, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'm not quite sure uh, if he was drafted or not. But uh, enough of Nasreed. Uh, he had a good name, a uh, good game tonight, and like I say, he's trying. He's starting to pencil his name on the list of Clipper killers. Uh, Terrence Mann. Uh, he had those two right wing threes. Um. And if that gets to go, if he still gets going with that, man, from beyond the corners, man, usually, you know, it's just him hitting threes from the corner, but he's had a couple of like off the dribble threes, pull-ups from the corner, from the corners, from the wings. It's just been crazy to see his development. He had that really nice pass, that 180 pass to two pat in that right corner for three. And that was the end of that quarter. Let's get into our halftime thoughts. 
And you guys already know this, the 2020-2021 Clippers are the greatest three-point shooting team of all time on really high volume. Well, not well compared to the second greatest uh, three-point shooting team of all time, their volume is like insanely high. Um, it was like that, like a late 90s Hornets team. It only took like 12 a game or something. But the Clippers are the greatest high-volume three-point shooting team of all time. Uh, Paul George continued to dominate in that first half. Um, I don't have the first half stats, but I know he was really, really good. He had like 18 or something, if I remember correctly, uh, something like that. Uh, Kawhi's a bit rusty, but I mean, he, like I said, he hasn't really asserted himself in this game. Um, but, you know, he's just taking uh, he's taking his time, just kind of getting back into the swing of things. And the Clippers had 20, uh, 22, 72 first half points, and they were 14 to 24 from deep. And this was an outlier shooting night. I mean, as much as you like, you're like, used to this type of shooting night, this is an outlier. If you're shooting 50% from three on 42 attempts. That's an outlier shooting night, no matter if the gym was empty. Uh, that's still an outlier shooting night. Uh, the Clippers are shooting like 42% on, on threes this year, which is absolutely insane. So they were 21 of 42 tonight, 14 to 24 from the first half. And let's get into the second half. The ball movement has been really, really good. That Ty Lue offense, the pass up a good shot for a great shot, has been instilled in these dudes' minds, and it's been really, really good in generating open threes because a lot of these threes that the Clippers get are wide open, and there are a lot of wide open like Marcus Morris threes, Luke Kennard threes. It's just, it's just insane how good these guys have been able to shoot the ball this season, and even in past seasons, like a lot of their – 40% three-point shooting guys have had track records of, like, really good three-point shooting in their past seasons. So this isn't some, like, crazy, like, wow, he really made a huge jump in three-point percentage. These guys have been, they've been doing this. They've been doing this for a long time now. And Kawhi, looking bouncy in that second half, he had a nice LU from Reggie Jackson. And he had to, like, he had to reach back a little bit. He had to use those long arms to kind of reach back and cock that one down. I don't know why I said cock that one down. That was really odd and sus but anyways um yes he had that really nice alley-oop the clippers took a 33 point lead uh Kawhi had 15 11 and 8 so a triple double watch and but it, that was in the third quarter and the game was so far out of reach that he didn't have to play the whole fourth Kawhi only played 23 minutes paul george played 27 so really nice to keep those guys under 30 uh all the starters played under 27 minutes tonight or under 26 sorry uh minutes tonight so that was really really cool to see um and like I said, I didn't really much watch most of the fourth um, doing schoolwork. And the Clippers are now 40 and 19, that 40 before 20 club, according to Phil Jackson. We are now a contending team. Um, and, you know, Phil Jackson was a great coach, obviously. So, you know, that's, uh, th that's really high praise, uh, really, really cool milestone uh, to get tonight. And the Clippers win 124 to 105, but the score doesn't dominate. Uh, the score does not reflect how dominant the Clippers were. They're up by damn near 40 uh, going into the fourth. So, I mean, only a 19 point victory, but I mean, it was all bench squad. 40 19 on the year. Kawhi 15 11 and 8. Paul George had 23. The 30 point streak comes to an end. Uh, he had 23 7 and 5. Marcus Morris had 19 6. Um, and no assists. Um, what are we, every starter scored above 12 points. Reggie Jackson with 13. Vita Zubas with 13 and 6. Um, Patrick Patterson had a 3. Uh, Oturu had 7 points, 3 rebounds, and 12 minutes. Obviously, he had that full fourth quarter. He was finishing around the rim for what I saw and heard. Luke Kennard, 13 points in 21 minutes, 5 and 9 from the field, 3 and 6 from deep. Um, the Clippers shot... 50, 50, and 77. Uh, they had, those were the splits tonight. Uh, they held the Timberwolves to 37. Uh, or not 37. They held them to 40% from the field. 
um, tonight. So really, really good stuff tonight from the Clippers. And I'll be back. Um, I don't even know when our next game is. Uh, let me actually check that out. When is the next game for the Clips? Boom, 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 boom. Bear with me. Uh, Tuesday in Portland. So tomorrow night I will be there for that on TNT, unfortunately. But we'll be recapping that game against Damian Lillard and the Portland Trail Blazers. So if you guys did enjoy it, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. And I don't think I plugged that in the beginning of the pod, so that sucks. But whatever. I appreciate you guys for rocking with me. And I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Peace.